Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether you're in North or South Carolina or anywhere else in the world, enter the Cat Cave to listen to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast as part of the Keep Pounding Podcast Network where you can find shows like Embrace Debate and Inside the Vault, powered by the Fans First Sports Network and video feed on the Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel. And we are back talking Carolina Panthers. Myself, Ryan Frick, Michael Davis, and Shannon Smith in to talk Carolina Panthers. Let's, Shannon, what's going on? But I know you had a really good weekend, whereas I didn't have such a good one. Uh, what's going on, man? How's everything? Everything is going good. And you know what? I was going to let you live until you said something backstage. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, bang, bang, Niner gang. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, listen, I'm repping my NFC North gear tonight. Uh, it was a bad night for the, for the Detroit Lions. Well, it was a good first half. And then some poor decisions led uh, down the stretch to a, a Niners win. So congratulations, Shannon Smith. Mike, what's going on with you, man? How how has it been watching uh watching the last couple of weeks of the playoffs, knowing that you ain't you didn't have any any you know skin in the game, so to speak? Well, I will not know the heartbreak um for one more year of losing in the conference championship game. Dallas hasn't made it there, but uh, I won't have the heartbreak of losing in that game and watching uh my co-host go to the Super Bowl. Um that that that's a pain that only you can feel right now, but other than that, I'm feeling I'm feeling good, and I feel really good about this new head coach in Carolina right now. Yeah, we're gonna get there in a second. I do want to mention I'm probably gonna root for the Niners in the Super Bowl only because uh, Javon Kinlaw and Debo Samuel uh, play for the Niners. I don't think there's a former Gamecock on the Chiefs, and so that's that's where that's where my loyalty lies. Once my team is eliminated, it's where the next next you know the next step. Of, of loyalty goes but you mentioned we'll there's a new of. head coach we'll yeah we're, there's a new head coach for the carolina panthers as the panthers hire former tampa bay buccaneers offensive coordinator david uh, dave dave canalis um mike you actually sort of predicted this on the air so i'm gonna i'm gonna go over to you uh after after last week's show how do you feel about this this dave canalis uh hire here uh, to be the next head coach of our Carolina Panthers. 
So I am glad you mentioned that because I did predict it on the show. Um, if you follow our new social media channels, it's on my personal TikTok, but it's on the Cat Caves Instagram. It's on the Cat Caves Twitter. It's on the Cat Caves Facebook where I mentioned this guy uh, a couple weeks ago. We were doing a, you know, coaching episode. We were reevaluating, you know, how Frank Wright and Chris Tabor did um, as head coach and interim head coach, how the coordinators did as well. And we were looking at like who could be next. And I didn't enjoy the idea uh, from the coach's standpoint of coming to the Carolina organization with an impatient owner who's going to expect winning right away. But if there is anyone who was on the market, I'm not even saying it was the Lions offensive coordinator, uh, Ben Johnson. I'm saying it was Tampa Bay's offensive coordinator, Dave Canales, who was the right guy for the job. He's done an incredible job uh, with Geno Smith a couple years ago. Uh, Geno won comeback player of the year, replacing Russell Wilson in Seattle. He goes to Tampa Bay, his offensive coordinator there, and gives Baker Mayfield probably the best year of his career. And so – now you put him with Bryce Young. I think he's going to be able to get the absolute most out of Bryce Young, and you're going to be able to see if Bryce Young was actually worth it at number one. Um, but it's all because Dave Canales has the opportunity to coach Bryce Young. So I like the hire. Uh, Shannon, if you look at the coaching, his coaching experience, he started off as a high school offensive coordinator uh, out in California uh, worked his way up into the NFL. He actually was an assistant strength coach at Southern Cal before he entered the NFL. Uh, he was with the Seattle Seahawks up until last season where he spent time as a wide receivers coach, quarterbacks coach, a passing game coordinator, and spent one year as the offensive coordinator in Tampa Bay. Shannon, do you think that um, that there was anybody else that, that might have been a better fit here in Carolina? Um, and then perhaps what do you think expectations are in his first year at, at the helm of the Carolina Panthers. I mean, he's only 42 years old. If you go back and remember what David Tepper had to say, he wanted a guy that would be here for the long haul and, and would be able to be at David Tepper's funeral, which may come sooner rather than later if he continues making these horrible decisions. Uh, but but what, are your, what are your thoughts on, on, on if there's anybody else that may have been a better fit here? And what do you think expectations should be in his first year with the Carolina Panthers? When we when we left the show um, last week, I didn't think of who I wanted like as a realistic. Um, I was wanting Raheem Morris at first. Um, I thought it'd be really really good to have Raheem Morris, but the more I read about Dave Canales, I think that it is a better move to have him than Raheem Morris. Um, one thing about Carolina is that their defense has been what's held them is when what held them up this year. That's they've been the backbone of the team. The running game has been the offense, but you drafted a quarterback first first pick first round, and you got to have somebody that is going to work with this guy extensively after the the year that he had leading this team it's going to be very, very hard to get him out of some of the bad habits that he's had with the coaching staff at first. So I understand the hire. I want to see results because that's what you want to see in your coach, in players, in anything in football. 
but I understand the hire. So, you know what? I like the hire. I like the pick, but still I'm on the side of, I believe it when I see it. So let's find out what Dave Canales has for the 2024 season. So we're going to get to news broke earlier today uh, before we recorded this episode about a new offensive coordinator and news actually broke just as we were coming to record this episode that I'm going to get us prepared for. Uh, but before we do that, we, we already mentioned Dave Canales is the head coach. He's bringing uh, one of his former assistants in uh, to join him in Carolina from Tampa Bay. And that's Brad Idzik. Uh, Brad, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce his name. Brad Idzik uh, started coaching with Dave Canales back in Seattle in 2019 um, and was an assistant wide receivers coach in Tampa Bay last season. He is, is, is reportedly being brought on as the new offensive coordinator here in Carolina. Um, not a lot of coaching experience to talk about. Mike, I'm going to throw it over to you as, as I try to get ready for this, this other breaking news that just broke. Um, what are your initial thoughts on Brad Idzik being named new offensive coordinator, considering his, his lack of coaching experience in the NFL? Well, you always need to get a break. You know, like if I'm trying to look for a job, you know who I'm going to first. I'm going to all my connections. I'm going, I'm going to Dez. I'm going to Ryan. I'm going to Shannon being like, hey, I'm needing a job. Uh, do you know of anywhere hiring? Is your place hiring? And so Brad Idzik had an in when Dave Canales took this head coaching gig. And Dave Canales, as a first-year head coach, is not going to put his reputation on the line, um, especially with the Panthers organization, to where he's going to rely on somebody just because they do have experience, but he might not gel as well with them. Being able to work with Brad Idzik for five years I'm sure Canales has imagined, hey, if I ever built my staff, if I ever had the opportunity to coach one of the 32 NFL teams, who would I want? Who would I want on my team? Who would I want to be going to war with? And Brad Idzik is apparently that guy for Dave. Now, I do find it interesting that Canales is kind of, you know, being a, I don't want to say a control freak, but he's wanting to have some control over the offense and the play calling, which I'm totally okay with. Uh, the Cowboys did it with Mike McCarthy being the head coach instead of, uh, you know, Brian Schottenheimer, the offensive coordinator, calling the plays. And it worked out really well. Dak Prescott had a career year. So if Canales really believes that he can be the one to help fix Bryce, him and Brad can, you know, game plan and coexist together on that offense to make sure that, you know, Dave focuses on Bryce and the play call and, and the situational stuff while Brad, you know, helps develop the rest of this team, especially the wide receivers. We have uh, Jonathan Mingo, who's going to enter his second year, and he he needs he needs to be doing something. He he needs to be progressing. Um, and I, who knows? Maybe this hire, you know, brings one of the Tampa Bay wide receivers to the Carolina Panthers locker room. Uh, that's a good thought, and we're going to get to free agency expectations. Um, Shannon, I, I hate to throw it over to you. With uh, unless you want to unless you want to uh, rebut or, or build off of what Mike was saying about about Idzik, um, I personally think it's it's one of those. Well, who's going to take the job? I mean, who wants the job to take? So we're going to bring them over. Um, any any thoughts on your on, on from you, uh, Shannon, about Idzik being named the new OC? Considering you know he's got experience with wide receivers, but we've never seen him call plays. And the thought the idea is 
that he's not expected to call plays, but it that will not be uh, defined uh, uh, or confirmed or denied until the press conference on Thursday, where they're uh, expected to introduce Dan Morgan as the new GM and Dave Canales as the new head coach. I think that uh, what if this is just my opinion here, I think Dave Canales is doing the play calling and Brad Isaac is doing the coaching. I think that's what this move is all about. Isaac is going to be the one that's coaching behind the scenes, developing this offense, putting this offense together, coaching this offense, implementing this offense in practice. And Dave Canales is going to be making the play calls considering the fact that he was the former offensive coordinator with Tampa Bay. Um, I just feel like, you know, if you're bringing your buddies along, just hopefully you have an insurance policy because sometimes bringing your friends along, there might be a little resentment bringing your friends along. Who, who knows? There might be a whole, well, I created you, I made you type of uh, vibe that could be happening between these two. But, you know, also in the end as well, too, this could open up something for Brad Isaac if this thing goes according to plan. Maybe he might be using this as a step for being a head coach, maybe. And this is his opportunity to actually get a chance to hone his skills as an offensive coordinator to build himself up, build up his resume. Because, Ryan, you and I were talking about this. You know, you have nowhere to go but up with this Carolina Panthers team coaching this team. So if the mad scientist uh, formula works and it actually gets you somewhere, head coaching job anywhere? Maybe. Maybe not. Well, listen, you talked about him bringing his friends over and he talked about nowhere to go but up. Last year was the year of flashy signings and, and big names trying to come to Carolina to build something. And it seems as though Dave Canales is, is trying to build something off of what he started in Tampa Bay, which brings us to the next big news. This was tweeted out by Ian Rappaport at 6.17 p.m. on Tuesday, January 30th. The Panthers are hiring Bucks assistant head coach and run game coordinator Harold Goodwin to be their new assistant head coach and run game coordinator working with the O-line. Uh, this is a direct quote per me and at Mike Garofalo, a key addition to Carolina's uh, coach Dave Canales' staff. Um, I was on, I, I'm not familiar with Harold Goodwin. So while, while we were all talking about this, I decided to look up his coaching, uh, you know, well, his, his career. He started as a player at the University of Michigan from 92 to 95. Um, he started his coaching career at Eastern Michigan as an offensive line coach from 98 to 99. Central Michigan uh, with, the, at the, with the same position from uh, 2000 to 2003. He went, then went into the NFL as an assistant offensive line coach with the Bears from 04 to 06. Offensive line coach and quality co uh, control coordinator for the Steelers from 2007 to 2011. He was the O-line coach for the Colts back in 2012. And he has time as an offensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals from 2013 to 2017 before he took over as the uh, 2019 assistant head coach and run game coordinator that being said, the run game is what has been the strength of the Carolina Panthers. So, Mike, I'm going to send it back over to you with this breaking news for us. I'm sure anybody listening to the show on Wednesday will know that it's not quite as breaking. Uh, what are your thoughts about bringing in the third? This is the third former coaching partner and, and teammate in Tampa Bay with Dave Canales that is now being brought to this staff. 
Now, again, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, albeit in the last week of the season, won the division with these coaches on staff. Do you, to, to, to Shannon's point, do you think that bringing your buddies over uh, to this Carolina Panthers franchise that is essentially in shambles is a good idea uh, considering that, especially somebody that's going to be the run game coordinator uh, for a team whose strength on offense was their run game. Yeah. And we're just now hearing this news as we're recording. So shout out to Ryan on being on top of it and, you know, hosting this week and being like, Oh, there's breaking news while we record. Let's, uh, let's get this before we, uh, go off the air. Um, with that said, I'll hype up Ryan and I've, I've been a little mean to him this, uh, last couple weeks. So, I'll uh I'll turn on Shannon. I think Shannon's wrong here. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Okay. You do not trust your first head coaching gig with people you're unfamiliar with. I would rather have my buddies on my team. I'd rather have an already established working relationship with whoever I bring on to my staff because if you hire somebody just because of their experience and you're not getting along and you're six weeks in the season, something's not working, there's an issue. These guys, Goodwin, Idzik, Canales, they were all instrumental in helping Baker Mayfield do something that he couldn't do in Carolina a couple years ago. They couldn't do in Cleveland. And they won the NFC South, and nobody predicted Tampa Bay to win the NFC South. And it was because of Canales, it was because of Idzik, and it was because of Goodwin. And so you also mentioned, like, Goodwin's history and track record. Um, kudos on those stats, Ryan. I'm, I'm just buttering you up today. Um, I know it was a little earlier on, but you mentioned the Bears. That was the year they went to the Super Bowl. And played Peyton Manning in the Colts. Yeah, it was the Rex Grossman year for the Bears. That's right. And and then he went to, by the way, got Rex Grossman to a Super Bowl. Hey, thanks. Um, and then uh, he got there with the Steelers during that stint. So you you have somebody who's been to the Super Bowl, who has worked with not only Canales, but with worked with offenses that have made it work. I mean, come on. Like, it... it Canales is setting up his staff, and uh, so far, they may not be these flashy hires that everybody like wants or expects, but man, these seem to be really solid in keeping like the chemistry alive amongst this coaching staff. Shannon, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to keep us on track here with time, which is something that we haven't done all that well the last couple of weeks. Before um, before you do, I hate to break up this made for TV movie moment and introduce you to a book called The 48 Laws of Power. In The 48 Laws of Power, if you're trying to establish wins, if you're trying to establish gains, if you're trying to establish something, it might be not a wise move to bring your buddies along because that resentment may come if things start going well. You want to put the right people in the right spots to do the right things. Now, I will say this. You're not entirely wrong on this one, MD, because he's bringing a guy along to fix this offensive line. He's specializing in helping quarterback play. And he's going to be making the play calls. Now, that part I do understand, and I get that. 
Maybe these guys weren't the best of friends. Who knows? Maybe he just knows, hey, look, he might have come to these guys and say, hey, look, we're on the same coaching staff. We might not be drinking beers every night, being friends, goofing around and all that stuff in between. But I need the right people in the right places. So hopefully this is what he's doing is he's bringing these guys together and saying, I need the right people in the right places because we do know because we've been dragging along about how bad this offensive line play has been. The fact you have an inexperienced quarterback with not many weapons on this offense. So I can say, you know, I get what you're saying. I understand it. I'm just hoping that these guys aren't going to be ringing around the rosy, being friends the whole time and coach a football team and put some grit in this locker room. That's what I want out of this. If Canales and the boys can do this, if they can put some grit in that locker room and have these guys get ready to go out there and play every Sunday, then cool beans. Yes, I like it. But let's hope so. So to be clear, uh, Brad Idzik was described in one article that I read as uh, Dave Canales' best friend. So um, nepotism That's or so not. so heartwarming. Ne- nepotism or not, it's somebody he's familiar with and he feels comfortable enough with bringing over. Um but I, I guess it goes on to, to discuss uh, what kind of free agency expectations we're going to get. Because you remember, David Tepper didn't want to go out and get wide receivers in the offseason because they thought, we've talked about it on the show, that Bryce Young was going to be that point guard to spread the ball around. Uh, but with all these coaches coming over from Tampa Bay, there are 18 unrestricted free agents coming from Tampa Bay that are going to be on the market. Guys including Mike Evans, Antoine Winfield Jr., the aforementioned Baker Mayfield, Levante David, linebacker Devin White. Uh, you've got an offensive lineman. I, I was looking to see if Rashad White, but I don't think Rashad White is, is, is going to be available. Chase Edmonds is going to be on the market. We talked about on this show that we didn't think that Miles Sanders was a fit here. Offensive guard Matt Feeler is going to be on the market. So some guys that, that will be able to help bolster this team. Safety, Ryan Neal, wide receiver, David Moore, another offensive lineman, Justin School. Uh, I, I'll, I'll throw the floor back to Michael again. Do you think, considering the, the, the success that Tampa Bay had last season and considering the ties that they have to some of these coaches, specifically offensive, because you've got wide receivers, their wide receiver coaches coming over, an offensive line coaches coming over, and their offensive coordinators coming over, do you expect these coaches to be in the ear of Dan Morgan and say, listen, we need to go and pay a guy like Mike Evans to come and help this offense? Mike, what are your thoughts? I'm glad you mentioned that name because I was right about Canales coming to Carolina, so I'll be right about this too. Mike Evans will be with the Carolina Panthers this season. That's a Mike Evans. Statement, Mike. Mike Evans. It's not the first time we've seen – a divisional guy move to a rival, but Mike Evans had high praise for Canales and he's had high praise for Idzik. And now they're both coaching the Panthers. There's a wide receiver void with the Panthers. And honestly, if there's a wide receiver that absolutely kills the Panthers every time they play, that's why the Panthers weren't in the playoffs two years ago. It's because of Mike Evans. And so this, this will be the perfect spot for Mike Evans to actually trust um, his career with. Because, again, like, he could go to 
Kansas City, or he could go to like one of these juggernaut playoff Super Bowl contending teams. But he already knows the coaching staff in Carolina. He can trust his career there and knows that's an easy division to win. If he trusts Canals to get him to the playoffs, anything can happen beyond that point. Evans also already has a Super Bowl, so it's not like he's hungry and chasing for it. I I, I genuinely think Mike Evans will be a Carolina Panther in 2024. Shannon, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let you talk. I, I do want to mention. I think anybody in the NFL is hungry for a Super Bowl, whether or not they've won one or not. So to say that Mike Evans isn't as hungry, perhaps, and he'll 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 elect to come to Carolina just because he's more comfortable. I think that's sort of a cop out. Um, Shannon, I want to ask you because Mike Evans has now re- had a thousand yards receiving in every single season that he's been in the NFL. There was not, I believe, there was one one thousand yard receiver, and it was barely with Adam Thielen for the Carolina Panthers this year. Mm-hmm. Considering that that. Uh, Bryce Young was only able to throw for just over 2,000 yards in this offense. Do you see a guy like Mike, Mike Evans electing to to come and be this, the the guy that helps Bryce Young take that next step, or do you do you think that any? I mean, what, what are your thoughts on free agency can, going into the next season? Now that we've, we're starting to build an offensive coaching staff here in Carolina. Now that we've got a coach and now that we got a GM, we can start looking at who are free agents now. So I like the fact that Mike Evans is an unrestricted free agent this year. I know that he's got old coaches and these coaches he likes and he's familiar with the system. I get it, but they're going to have to pony up some money. And that's going to be something that's going to have to be said because the replay is something that has to be done. You, you've got to get weapons. You've got to have talent. You've got to have a downfield force, especially with somebody like, like Bryce Young playing quarterback. He's got to have somebody to throw the ball to because Chuba can't take 50 carries a game because he's going to be burnt out. And you know what? Now that you have an offense, uh, an offensive coordinator, uh, an offensive-minded, more than likely an offensive-minded head coach, maybe it's not time to pull the plug on Miles Sanders now. Maybe it's not. Maybe he may have a scheme for Miles Sanders. Maybe he may have something for these guys still here for Chuba and all that. But with that being said, yes, I see that face there, Ryan. I know. I get it. Mm. Yes, he's had time and he's needed time. But, you know, and he hasn't made use of his time either. I can't sit back here and say that Miles Sanders has made use of his time. But considering the fact that this this, uh, offensive scheme was so inconsistent that it seemed like my 16-year-old niece was calling plays for these guys, it, it was very hard you know, find a consistency with that offense. This guy right here, Canales, I want to see him coach. I want to see what he's got. I want to see consistency in that playbook. But in order to get consistency in that playbook, you're going to need weapons. So I would love to see Mike Evans. Will it happen? I mean, it's catered. It's set up to be that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's going to need some money. So, yes. So we're going to call it audible because we had we had intended to talk about the Panthers defense from the season and the future of Ejiro Evero because it is not said that he has gone anywhere. I do know that it was announced earlier today that Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for Detroit, uh, was originally looked at to be hired by the by the Washington Commanders, and he elected to stay put in Detroit for another season. So while we were talking about free agents from Tampa Bay, I, we might as well go ahead and stay on the topic because I was looking at just running backs because you mentioned Miles Sanders and. Maybe he, he's got a scheme in this in this offense. I don't think he does. 
I don't know what you get from Miles Sanders. You're going to have to eat some of his contract to trade him away. But listen to the running backs that are that are set to become free agents in the offseason. And this is ranked on uh, it looks like pro uh, pro football focus. Um, and this is this is their rankings of, of as far as running backs um, coming into uh, free agency this year. Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Derek Henry, Tony Pollard. I know Mike's going to like hearing that name. Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, Devin Singletary, who was the number three running back at the second half of this NFL season. Backup running back for the Packers, A.J. Dillon and Zach Moss, who win. Uh, put thrust into action for the Colts with uh, the injury, uh, early season injury to, oh, I can't say his name, Jonathan, uh, oh my, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Zach Moss looked to, to have a resurgence in Indianapolis heading into free agency. So I, I'm not sure who I want to open the floor to, uh, but this is just running backs. I mean, we, we, we talked about the fact that, that Hubbard outperformed Miles Sanders on a weekly basis. I've, I've been on record. He just looks. Yep. On, I've been on record multiple times on the show that I to say that I think it's time to let go of Miles Sanders and go get another running back. And I have I'm not even talking about running backs that are going to be available in the draft. Um, but now with the new running game coordinator uh, in um, and I said his name a second ago in Harold Goodwin, maybe it's time to let him get his hands on a on a fresh new running back. Rashad White uh, benefited greatly from from the offense that he was thrust into last year. Uh, in in Tampa Bay, Mike. Any thoughts on some of these running backs? And you think any of them should be able to get a contract here in Carolina and and overtake both Miles Sanders and Shuba Hubbard in this new look offense come next season? Well, the running back free agent class this year is a lot more stacked than last year, mm-hmm. but the Panthers put themselves in a hole by giving Miles Sanders that contract because if they gave Sanders that contract a guy like Derrick Henry or a guy like Saquon Barkley or a guy like Josh Jacobs is going to want more than you paid Miles Sanders. And can you unload that contract onto somebody else? The Panthers have, as of this recording, about $28 million in cap space. Okay, You need to rebuild the offensive line. You don't need to put a contract on a running back who's like going into a second or third deal in the NFL you need to go find a hidden gem in day three of the NFL draft um, because you don't have a first-round pick. You, you need to upgrade that offensive line and find a running back in the fifth or sixth round who's going to be hungry enough to make most of his time in Carolina. I don't think the answer is in free agency, even with a stacked class of running backs for the Panthers that could be at their disposal. I think it's the draft. We're we're up against it, but I want I want Shannon to talk about wide receivers because I looked at the top ten receivers that are available in this draft. Along with Mike Evans, you've got guys like T. Higgins, Michael Pittman Jr., who had a tr- phenomenal year in Indianapolis this season. Cal- Calvin Ridley, Marquise Brown, uh, Hollywood Brown, if you will, uh, Darnell Mooney, Gabe Davis, Tyler Boyd, K.J. Osborne, and Odell Beckham Jr. So not really great names once you get past, in my opinion, uh, Calvin Ridley. Um, do you think? that the Panthers need to go out and make a big splash at all uh, beyond maybe signing in another wide receiver uh, in this free agent class coming into, into 2024. I think that's what you do in this uh, free agency. I really think you do because 
they don't have a first round pick. We all know who's going to be the first receiver taken off the board, and that's going to be Marvin Harrison Jr. He's not going to be around for a second half. Um, I have to look at all the receivers that are coming out for uh, the draft, but Marvin Harrison is going to be the very first one. Mm-hmm. I expect him to be going in the first, the first three. He'll be a top ten pick. He'll be a it'll top ten to pick easily. Yeah, I mean, it will have to be because I mean, I, I don't really. Yeah, I would probably say I don't see him going. Um, I, I see him in the first three picks. I, I I don't see anything else besides that. But with that being said, and you know, Chicago's talking to him real hardcore because um uh because Lord of mercy. Oh, they're not gonna uh, go after Moore. Caleb Williams and DJ Moore needs a number no, two out there. And DJ Moore knows they should go after Caleb. They but should see, go they after know, Caleb. But CJ Moore but DJ Moore knows um so. Marvin Harrison Jr. He knows his people and all that other stuff. You know, he wants him as a little bro. That's what he calls him. He calls him little bro. And so they're gonna probably try to get him in Chicago more than anything. But I would say get at free agency first because you don't have a first round pick and you're going to need a marquee sign in this free agency. You're gonna have to throw some money. It's gonna have to happen. I, I hate to say it. I know. Uh, Dave Tepper doesn't want to spend money on a wide receiver, but look at your passing productivity last year. No disrespect to Adam Thielen, but when you cover that man, that's all you had this whole year. You're going to have to look at a marquee sign. You have to. I, uh, I, I, in in fear of of being the homer that I am, I'll, I'll tell you guys a name to look out for, and it's uh, Xavier Leggett. He's being graded as a number one wide receiver coming out of South Carolina. He's been compared to during the college football season. The next uh, DK Metcalf, the dude's built like a like a, a brick house, and he's he has top top line speed. I think he was the fastest guy recorded in college football, uh, and when he was when he's on a, on a touchdown pass that he caught uh, from for my Gamecocks of South Carolina. So that's a name to look out for uh, in case he does fall to you in the second round. There'd be a, a you know a cheap wide receiver that you can go get to 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 fit into this offense, considering that you know if with with the, the amount of cap, cap space that we have. And if we have to trade away Miles Sanders and eat some of his money, and it's going to help, it's going to continue to hurt the cap space. And there's so many needs on this Panthers team in general that uh, you know there's no telling what what uh, the the focus is going to be now with Dan Morgan and company at the helm. Uh, listen, we we went a little late this week, so we're going to try to wrap this up here. If you want to go find any extra content that Michael Davis does outside of the Cat Cave, go to his Instagram at out of pocket underscore. TRSR and at Drop the Mic Wrestling. He's got some great podcasts where he talks sports and pro wrestling. Shannon Smith starting his own podcast up on X or Twitter at podcast underscore Smitty. Make sure you go follow him and listen to what he's got going on. And yours truly, tap out some touchdowns. We only got about two more weeks before the end of season five and we take a break headed into WrestleMania season. We'll come back with more football shows leading up in the UFL. And we'll be recapping WrestleMania and doing more things on Twitter uh, or X at Tapouts on TDs, Facebook.com slash Tapouts and Touchdowns. And Mike alluded to it earlier. We've got our own social media for this podcast as well on Instagram or X slash Twitter, the Cat Cave underscore FFSN or Facebook.com slash the Cat Cave FFSN, no underscore on the Facebook uh, address. But until then you may now exit the Cat Cave and make sure you listen to more care, more content on the Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel and more Carolina Panthers-themed podcasts on the Keep Pounding Podcast Network, powered by the Fans First Sports Network. For Shannon Smith and Michael Davis, I'm Ryan Frick, and we'll see you next week right here inside the Cat Cave.